Hello Warriors, you're welcome to another episode of Kids and Set, a channel for unexpressed childhood emotions. My name is Ochanya Diempres. Let's talk about life after sexual abuse by a family member. Talking about life after sexual abuse as childhood by a family member encapsulates pretty much there is the how do we recover from sexual abuse, trauma therapy, sexually transmitted diseases, Stockholm syndrome, hypersexuality as a result of abuse, talking to a loved one about sexual after sexual abuse rather, dating after sexual abuse. How long does it take to recover or heal? Honestly, the afters of sexual abuse by a family member is unique for every victim or warrior I prefer to say. You are a warrior, not a victim. You know, while I think that the after effects of childhood sexual abuse is different for every warrior, permit me to say that the duration of sexual abuse and number of abusers would definitely influence how every warrior would be affected. In my own case, I had one person abuse me a couple of times. There are cases of strong warriors who were gang raped once or some persons had two or more people molest them over a period. Whatever the case may be, while some warriors would take charge of the after effects immediately, it takes some others quite some time to even come to the realities of what has happened. In no particular order, let's quickly talk about some of the after effects of childhood sexual molestation or abuse by a family member. The first of all, the first on my list is coming to terms with reality. The natural aftermath of sexual abuse is coming to terms with one's new reality. Usually, the warrior is in shock, withdrawn with lots of questions going through his or her mind about what's happened. This is quite a difficult phase, as the feeling of shame or even blame on themselves gets overwhelming. Number two is depression. Depression isn't a strange phase after a sexual abuse. A bubbly child can suddenly become withdrawn, sad, unhappy, dealing with sexual molestation. An observant parent, guardian, or teacher should notice this sudden change. Children who are helped on time with the right people, therapy, and care do better at healing. Number three, we have medical concerns. Medical concerns such as trauma syndrome or others that may affect the fertility level of the child later in life can be really devastating, especially when the chances of a solution is thin. Number four, we have pregnancy. Older female children in their teenage years could fall pregnant, leaving them to not only deal with the pains of being violated forcefully, but become parents to children as children. When not properly handled by family members or guardians, this could change the course of the warrior's path for life. Some could hate the child as they are only a reminder of pain and agony. Number five is nightmares. Personally, I've had to deal with nightmares, mostly about my abuser, for years. 
while that has drastically reduced with conscious positive thoughts and other things I've had to do, I still have them once in a while. I think that people with strong imaginations and who have a thing through dreams, there is a high possibility that they have to deal with nightmares for a while. Number six is sex drive. Just like every other experience, a first experience of an activity definitely would influence how you see it. For some people, the sexual molestation at childhood go on to affect how they see sex. When no therapy is done to correct this, the child grows up to hate sex as it only brings back bad memories. This has affected a number of people in marriages. For others, sexual abuse triggers hypersexuality. Let me give an example with a newborn baby who normally should have exclusive breastfeeding within the first six months of birth year. Say that rather than breast milk, the baby is exposed to water, a little soft drink or adult food here and there. Yeah? The chances that the baby will go back to exclusive breastfeeding if those things are withdrawn will be a Herculean task. This is the same thing for warriors. Their sex drive is activated before they are of age or ready to have sex. I had to settle with masturbation when I discovered I had become hypersexual. I know stories of children as young as 10 years of age who had to patronize prostitutes to handle this urge. Some have gone into prostitution not for the money but to satisfy their hypersexuality. Number seven is unhealthy sex habits. Children whose sexual molestation involved bondage, discipline, sadism, or BDSM as it's mostly called, it may be difficult for them to have healthy sex habits. Except with conscious therapy, lovemaking will sound alien to them as adults. There are young men today who are only attracted to way older women or married women because of who their abusers were. It's formed a mental picture and it has become some sort of rule for them to stay on the path. For others, multiple sex partners is normal. There are people today who are homosexuals because of their childhood sexual molestation activities, not because they ever envisage that they will ever be homosexuals. Number eight is dealing with false image of your abuser's gender. A young girl who has suffered sexual molestation for a period of time by different men at different times in her life will only see herself as an object for men. She would act and take decisions about men based on the experiences she's had with men. Dealing with this false generalization about men would take time and work on her path. This is easier with a therapist to work the path we are. Number nine, we have blames and resentment towards parents or guardians. For children, yeah, the feeling that they should have been protected by parents or guardians may never leave them. 
they may begin to resent their parents for not being protective or observant. This may grow into serious hatred, especially if their abuser remains cordial with the family. I cannot deny the anger I felt when I told my parents about my abuser and they forgave him almost immediately when he apologized. But you know, the truth is, that is the victim's mentality. Right now, I've chosen to consider myself as a warrior in the battle of life. When a child who is sexually molested emotionally bonds with her abuser, this psychological condition is often referred to as Stockholm Syndrome. I've watched um, cases of fathers while sexually molesting their daughters, spoil them with gifts and making sure they are well taken care of. People who find themselves in situations as this tell themselves sometimes that they are being loved rightly. They defend their abusers passionately. This is a really bad place to be. Victims in a bid to cope with the situation build bond with their abusers and they legit feel their abusers are coming from a good place. Number 11. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, this refers to any condition following childhood sexual molestation. This is basically unique to the abused. Okay, some persons develop serious fear, lack of concentration as a result. Number 12. Some persons completely lose themselves to sexual molestation childhood sexual molestation specifically so sexual molestation can make people to lose their drive sense of belonging enthusiasm interest making them a shadow of who they used to be now let's talk about some suggested ways you should handle childhood sexual molestation by a family member number one truth is freedom no matter how difficult this may seem, the first step to freedom is coming to terms with the, with the fact that you have been sexually abused. Even though it would have been easier to always wish it is a dream. No warrior, life happened, but you are alive. Number two is, let it out as often as possible. For most people, bottling the pain never allows for healing. Or finding an outlet such as talking to a therapist or someone who can listen while you let out the pain as much as you can and as often as possible goes a long way. For me, just finding someone to listen every time I feel overwhelmed by my childhood memories or sexual molestation is always refreshing. I always feel lighter afterwards. So number three, face the after effects boldly. For every childhood molestation case, the after effects is different for every warrior. Whatever yours is, do not live in denial. Accepting that I was hypersexual after my abuse made me seek the needed help. Number four, allow yourself to heal as long as you want. While the trauma of childhood sexual abuse or molestation may take a little time for some people, others need a longer time to heal. 
especially for those who were abused for a period, there are lots of learning, unlearning, and relearning to do. Please give yourself time to heal and take life one day at a time. You do not have to rush into a into dating after sexual abuse at childhood. You do not have to earn anyone's validation at your own detriment. Whatever it is, you are the best person to decide how you want to heal. Heal consciously and intentionally. Number five, choose you over and over in love. While people, especially in this part of the world, are coming around how to handle sexually abused children, please choose you and love you passionately no matter what happened. Your childhood experiences do not have to define your adulthood. You may not be responsible for whatever happened to you in your childhood, but you have an opportunity now to take the wheel of your adulthood and make it what you want. This you have to do consciously without looking back. Number six, know your triggers and find a way around it. Whatever reminds you of the terrible childhood sexual abuse experience is a trigger. Personally, stories of rape or rape scenes in movies, I avoid. It is important that you know your triggers so you know how best to deal with them. Sometimes you may find yourself in an environment where this is discussed and because everyone is entitled to their opinion, you may not like what you hear. Do well to leave such an environment. And most times, ignorant people have the longest list of points. Number seven, you are the warrior, protagonist in the script. Whatever childhood sexual molestation dished you, please know that you are the main character in this play. You are the warrior and must not give room to more harm. Allowing your childhood molestation affect your adulthood is giving your abuser an upper hand in your life longer. Fight to change the narrative for you. You deserve the best life. Do not settle. Number eight, become an advocate and save another person. Nothing is as liberating as saving someone else from something you suffered. You do not have to have like a non-governmental organization to this effect, but your experience can help you spot a child who needs help. Sometimes all you have to do is put a call through to the right authorities. Just be the help you would have needed in your childhood. You would be glad you did. Number nine and the last is talk therapy. Healing may take a little time, but the scar takes a longer time to wear away almost unnoticeably some scars are so glaring it is hard to go a day or even an hour without being reminded of the event it is no lie that you are a strong warrior sometimes you you would need to be reminded that your scars are beauty marks you need to be reminded that your scar is the gold medal for your strength i strongly recommend talk therapy Going through my healing process, I have discovered that sometimes when I feel overwhelmed with some unpleasant childhood memories, 
Letting it out by just talking about it is great therapy. Sometimes when you may need to talk, there just may be no one to speak to. You can reach me now via the link in the description if you ever need to talk to someone. My name is Achanya, the Empress, and this is Kitten Said. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kitten Said. I hope that you have learned something. Please know that my thoughts on these topics are drawn from personal experiences or people who have shared their stories with me. Subscription in this channel is completely free. Please like, share, and turn on the notification bell for the next episode. Have an amazing week.